0: persuasive, visionary, proactive, self-confident, resilient, willing to take responsibility for personal actions, anti-fragile, has a growth mindset, adaptable, driven, intrinsically motivated, solutions-oriented. The above are skills of those with an entrepreneurial mindset. And I would see these skills alive and in color in a way I never expected. In 2015, when Work Wisdom was about to be launched, We experienced major challenges threatening our chances of succeeding, however, with a strong desire to bring positive organizational behavior to companies and nonprofits and a very strategic mind, uh, Kedron, who by the way, would never have described herself as entrepreneurial embraced the responsibility of running the company. And here we are eight years later, who knew she's going to be so mad that this is my intro, but the point is it takes guts. The managing director of the Martin Trust Center for MIT Entrepreneurship said, entrepreneurship is much, much bigger than just startups. Entrepreneurs need to exist throughout our society, not just in venture-backed startups. They need to exist in government, big corporations, nonprofits, and they need to exist in academic institutions. We need entrepreneurs everywhere. Welcome to The Behaviorist with Work Wisdom, where we help you adopt high-performance mindsets, behaviors, communication, and culture. I'm your host, Sarah Collantonio. Our intention for The Behaviorist podcast is to share accessible, concrete practices that you can weave into your whole life to begin to shift towards joy and meaningful achievement. Today we're turning our focus on leading with an entrepreneurial mindset. We're grateful to have uh, guests who not only have an entrepreneurial mindset, but are entrepreneurs and leaders in our community. So first, I wanna thank uh, Deb Rant, the founder and owner of Fig Industries, which is a brand development and strategic marketing firm for being here. Um, Nate Shea, the founder and CEO of SecureStrux, a cybersecurity firm. Also, uh, we happen to have gone to high school and college together so it's <laughs> wonderful to have you here today um, and andy garman the managing partner at pipe dream which is a website and digital marketing firm thank you all so much for uh being on the podcast today nice
1: thank, thank you very thanks much. for having us
0: so i'd like to start with the notion that we need entrepreneurs everywhere and that uh, earlier quote he said that this is a mindset, it's a skill set, and a way of operating that's going to be needed universally for the challenges we have. And if we're gonna address climate change or healthcare education, we have to be able to address these major challenges. So this idea of we need entrepreneurs everywhere, what's, do you agree?
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, sorry, <laughs> who goes first? <laughs> um, yes, we um, in our company we're always looking for people with an entrepreneurial mindset, and it's it's who I want to work with every day. Um, yeah, outside the company as well.
3: Yeah, because it's a growth. Uh, to me, it's a growth mindset too, and people that are trying to learn. I always want learners surrounding me because I learn from them, and then they learn from me, and it just is this, um, you know, great. Environment to work in, and um, while we'll make ourselves better, and the company, and the organization, and the people around us. So,
1: I think there are so many organizations that can benefit from someone who's able to think differently or willing to think differently. Right, um, and the idea of you know a government agency or bureaucracy, or you know a school, or you know even beyond small businesses, um, you know having people who are able to approach something from a different perspective is hugely valuable. So I would agree also.
0: Yeah, I I think that also what he's getting at, too, is that we have we have many problems. We have all of these issues and and it just they seem to continue to build. And as an entrepreneur or just even having that mindset, yeah. you think about, OK, well, we have to solve it. We have yeah. to figure this out. We can't just sit back. And I think that it goes against, um, I think the normal way of thinking. Yeah. If something um, is not working, then we just drop it and move on. Yeah. And entrepreneurs are like, heck no!
3: Yeah, I, I worked in a lot of government environments, okay. and it's easier to be an entrepreneur in some environments than there are you know than others. Yeah. And in, I would say in the government space, it's tougher because you've got to follow the rules. There's all kinds of, yeah. of regs around that, but. Um, and I think a lot it can drive those entrepreneurs out, and that's why you see a lot of these small businesses and yep. and you know other areas growing. And there would be a slower uh, progression within some of these other institutions that have just been doing it the same way for a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, I think some areas you're going to find uh, entrepreneurs thriving, and, and but there are ways to poke through. Mm-hmm. I think in those more you know um, those, those institutions. yeah structured institutions, that, yeah. so
0: mm-hmm. okay. Um, I gotta put my glasses on so I can read my question here. Okay, this, I'm really excited to, um, to ask you this, and Nate, I'm gonna start with you. Okay. Why are we so inspired, like, as a society, why are we so inspired by entrepreneurs?
3: Um, I think, um, a lot of folks think that, that, um. You know, being an entrepreneur is really sexy. And like, you know, like, and then you, know, you see the Bezos and you see the Musk yeah. and you see the change that they're making and the, like the pushing through. And obviously that can come with a lot of financial freedom, um, a lot of, you know, time, freedom of time. Um, they, th- they think, well, I could be my own boss. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's some fallacies in there, but, um, <laughs> but absolutely... Um, you know, it's a lot of hard work, uh, and I think that tends to get um, kind of put under the the hood or the covers and not really um, seen until you're you're knee deep into it. Yeah. But um, I, I I think the freedom of time and the 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 freedom to um, c- control your own destiny I think is yeah. probably what makes entrepreneurship um, you know so don't you know coveted.
0: Yeah. So. Okay what do you I will think to
2: add to that i agree 100% i also think that um, when you own a business when you're an entrepreneur people think you have it all figured out and you really don't
0: <laughs> um, it you know
2: i've been i've had a business now for 23 years and um, made so many mistakes along the way and actually have been working with work wisdom for the past 5 years which has been a huge help 5 or maybe more yeah. 6 maybe yeah. Um, but yeah they think that if you're leading the way that that you that you you know you have it figured out and um I certainly didn't. Um, I feel like I'm only getting my groove on now.
0: <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank
2: you. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think also it's, it's something that's completely foreign to so many people. If you think about who are the celebrities in our culture, musicians, actors, it's very easy to see what they do and how they do it. I mean, there might be a lot that goes into being an actor that people don't see, but it's much more concrete. Yeah. Um, than being an entrepreneur. So I think some of that vagueness maybe mm-hmm. is interesting to people. You know, I think there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that people acknowledge but maybe they don't know. You know, yeah. what all does it take to be an entrepreneur? What does that even really mean, you know? Yeah. Um, they see what entrepreneurs have created that touch all of us, right? right. Whether it's a car or Facebook or something else, you know?
2: Yeah. But they're not realizing the, the stress. It's consistent stress, really, um, that you have to be able to carry that burden of you know things aren't gonna go right all the time and whether it's financially or you know your team um, you have to be able to carry that burden
1: yeah and what are the pieces what are the building blocks that go into ultimately being successful I mean there's a lot behind the scenes that has to happen right
2: yeah a little bit of luck too yeah yeah good timing <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah a market yeah yeah right. yeah. yeah for sure yeah the, the list of traits that I mentioned in the introduction, persuasive, visionary, proactive, I feel, I feel like I need to say them again because they're so good, self-confident, resilient, willing to take responsibility for personal actions, anti-fragile, is everybody into that term, anti-fragile? Mm-hmm. The idea Absolutely. of it's, it's more than resilient, you bounce back even better than uh, when you went down the first time? It was the
3: first time I've heard that term. Okay. Um, you know, you kind of put the two words together and yeah. figure it out, but that's, that's a good, great way of putting, yeah. putting it.
0: Um, growth mindset, adaptable, driven. I like this intrinsically motivated too, solutions oriented. I, I'm curious for each of you, um, maybe Deb, you could answer first. Right now, which of these traits resonate most with you?
2: Absolutely anti-fragile. Okay. Um, I do feel that, you know, in the past, you know, we got through COVID. We're like, woo, we got through. <laughs> um, but then it's it's been almost like, um, you're, you know, you're surfing. You don't know what's coming next. Yeah. What's the next wave? And um, so I would say just really um, not protecting your team, but preparing your team for bumps along the way yeah. and being able to shift as needed. Um, has been really important over the past
0: four years yeah okay what else Nate out of that list like right now I look at
3: them all and I'm like okay I'm a little bit of I I gotta have a little bit of each of this because yeah it's a way to really do this I think and uh, but there is a lot of resiliency in this especially in the early years of starting up like Mm -hmm. you've gotta be able to take the punches and Mm -hmm. just keep moving forward yeah and um, especially when a be successful, and I think as you bring on more folks and you um, employ more people, um, you know, being self-confident, that someone that they can follow, someone that can catch the vision, um, that's that's really important. And so, some of these traits do shift over time, um, but I think always willing to take responsibility for your for your own actions is really important, and not shifting blame, but taking. You know, one of my favorite books is called Extreme Ownership, but taking. Extreme ownership on, on uh, what you control.
0: I love that. So, I've never heard of that. Okay, yeah. I gotta. Thankfully, now I. Extreme I'm... <laughs> ownership. Yeah, that's good though. So.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to chime in with with proactive. Um, I think that's the one that resonates with me the most. Um, I'm a big believer that you know no matter where you are in your business journey, um, you know it's not about waiting for things to happen. It's about steering and driving and being intentional with kind of determining a direction and taking active steps Mm -hmm. to move in that direction. So I actually use that word proactive a lot with our clients. um, And I think about it a lot in our own business. Um, You know, just taking that next step, being intentional, steering, being proactive. I I, I believe in that.
0: Yeah. And so my next question had to do with when you first started out. And you didn't know what was ahead of you, uh, what what resonated more for you then? Maybe you maybe you weren't even conscious of it. Maybe you were just being proactive <laughs> because you had to be. But Andy you, when you think back, what what was it taking for you?
1: Um, confidence, self confidence, okay. you know, the ability to walk into a room and sell it and um, you know, communicate the vision. Um, without any self-doubt so that the people you're communicating with pick up on that and yeah. then believe in in you right yeah um, because okay. you believe in yourself mm-hmm. um, yeah. so confidence was a huge a huge part of it I think
0: okay what do you think
2: um, so the question is about you know what it really took in the beginning yeah um, and, and our company our business might be a little bit um, um, unique in this way But we really rely on relationships. And um, you know, our, especially the magazine, Fig Magazine, it's about building relationships, maintaining those relationships, collaborations. So it's not just what we're doing, but how we make others Mm -hmm. successful. Mm -hmm. And that has been a huge part of our success. So um, luckily I'm an extrovert and I love people. So building these relationships and maintaining them has really been the key to our success. Okay. Yeah, I love it.
3: Yeah. Well, I, and I would say for me, um, early on was persuasiveness because I had to sell something. I had to. Uh, get people on board. And so I really had to be persuasive. I didn't have a vision early on. I didn't know what core values were. I didn't have like all these <laughs> things that you kind of learn about four or five years in. You're like, oh, I guess I should have that. And uh, and you have them. You just kind of like have to articulate them. Yeah. But um, so I would say early on was persu- persuasiveness, um, really having to get over yourself and, and also like getting beat up. Like you're just going to have to mm-hmm roll with the punches yeah. and um early on especially me being a little sensitive soul you know i i was just like oh my gosh how could he have said that you know <laughs> put it that way yeah. and you learned to like all right this is business and you know mm-hmm. and this is just how this is how it works so uh, but yeah you have to be intrinsically motivated too i mean to get going especially if you don't have partners beside you to yeah. kind of collaborate you um You better have a whole lot of internal um, gas. (laughs) Yeah. I also
2: want to add Scrappy. Scrappy. Um, When we started, we had zero funding. Yeah. Um, no backing whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So money, which is always the elephant in the room, right? Yeah. We didn't have any of it. Yeah. So um, for the first three three or four years, it was like, okay, you know, we're we're everything was done with. Um, there were two of us, and um. So, yes, uh, money is always a problem
0: when, when you're starting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks for saying that. That was like <laughs> the big challenge I said yeah. in the introduction. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can't take no for an answer, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, your first couple of clients yes. or your first couple of bank meetings. I mean, you know, we've all probably been turned down for a line of credit at some point and
2: We had yeah. multiple people who did not believe in us. Right, yeah.
1: right. So you, you believe in yourself and you force of will it to happen, right? Yeah,
3: and you got to persuade those yeah, those bankers or those investors to
1: hand over money that like you're you're worth it. <laughs> your first grade hire, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You, know, you find that person who you think is going to really help move your business forward, and they've got lots of options, right? So, and, but
3: not being afraid that if it's not a first grade hire, just keep looking, keep looking, right? And they're like, okay, this one's not. It doesn't mean the next one won't. Right. So. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. So humble beginnings. Like, don't be afraid of that. We started. I started by myself in the attic. Yeah. Um, in a corner. Yeah. So. And I Bezos love
3: it. <laughs> Bezos started in his garage with a bunch of
1: doors. you know, Yeah.
3: That's his desk. So. Uh,
1: yeah. It's great stories. Mania I started attic. in an attic too, <laughs> at a folding table, and a piano right. bench.
2: Yeah. Yes. Not glamorous at nope.
0: yeah. all. Yeah. That's good.
3: It didn't make the website. <laughs> I, I wish back then. I do too. I, I would had take a pictures. photo of it. Yeah, yeah.
2: It was before you know you would grab your phone. And right. Take it. So yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I so I'm I'm curious too. That you, well, where did you get this from? I mean, where does it come from, Deb? Where is it just part of your personality? This entrepreneurial mindset. Where? where who inspired you? Who? Where does that intrinsic motivation come from? Um, you know, I grew up here in Lancaster County, actually on a farm in Mannheim. Oh.
2: And um, went to Kutztown University, and that's where I learned oh, my... Oh, go uh, Golden Com- Bears. Me yes. too. Oh, <laughs> great. Great. Yeah, I was in communication design okay. um, and kind of got on a bus, literally, and went to New York City and said, I'm <laughs> never coming back. So that was uh, my goal. So in New York is where I really kind of got my style and drive. Um, and uh, became motivated I do think um, you know working with work wisdom has allowed me to understand you know maybe some of my intrinsic um, uh, you know um, triggers and what makes me keep going Um, but I do think that that New York experience in the 90s was was critical to my future Um, you know my parents um, I was the first to go to college, yeah. um, so I didn't really have an entrepreneurial um, mentor that mm-hmm. at the time. But I, you know, when you're in New York City, you can just look around you, and they're everywhere.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. What What about you, Andy? What's
1: so It's an interesting question. Um, I would probably credit two things. One would be my parents. Um, mm-hmm. When I was young, um, they really exposed me to a lot of different things. Um, you know, we would go to museums, we would travel, um, you know, we moved a couple of times. And, um, you know, there was always something new to learn or something new to see. And so I think that kind of set me up to enjoy change, yeah. um, which I think is a little unique. Uh-huh. And the other is I worked, um, one of my first jobs was working in the concert industry. And the concert industry operates um, like the military. I mean, you know, the show is going to start at eight o'clock. The microphone has to work. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to figure out how to get this gear into that truck and get to the next city. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the company that I worked for um, worked with a lot of great people and that kind of mentality that you keep putting one foot in front of the other, you problem solve, um, you always have a plan B, you know how you're gonna get from this milestone to that milestone to that milestone it has to run there's no other choice right mm-hmm. and so that was really i think formative for me also
0: yeah okay
1: yeah i'd say for me um
3: there's a couple little i guess thumbtacks on the wall of of the journey there but i i, I grew up very poor with uh, early on at least until about eight or nine until my dad got out of private education into mm-hmm. public ed- education and uh I have some doozy stories and I just know I didn't want to be poor <laughs> yeah. and uh and uh the other thing is my mother had an incredible work ethic as yeah. well I mean she's a German and mm-hmm. uh a farm girl and you know it was you know, it was a lot you just yeah. so just watching her and I remember her telling me too like 90% of of uh success is starting yeah. and uh so that's always stuck with me as well mm-hmm. um my dad is very was a very ex- big extrovert. And so, um, you know, and he, if he failed, you know, he just picked himself back up. And so I think a little bit of that as well. And then I had the opportunity to just work um, underneath a few entrepreneurs and, um, you know, learning, um, you know, um, checks and balances and, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the books a little bit, but I was never in a boardroom. I was never in the back office. So I was always delivering, always an engineer. And then when I started this, Talk about clueless, like clueless on like how to have a org structure or anything like that. <laughs> it was like you you just did work. And um, so didn't really have a, a huge background. It's not like I have a, a businessman in my family who could like, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I'm excited for my kids, though, because yeah. I have a little bit of that now and they're starting to get some interest. And so, um, but I, I, it's a mindset, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So you can you can be born with it, or you can foster it, and, and that's really, I love that. Um, when um, you think about some of those descriptions, I think of them, those traits of entrepreneurship, I think of them as superpowers. And it is, it is powerful, it is powerful to have a growth mindset, it is powerful to be able to take the hits, it's, it, I mean, it's incredible. Also, sometimes with great power, we can, you know, burn things down. And so I'm wondering what gets what, what gets you into trouble. Is that, am I asking too deep, too no, like, personal of a question? But no, like, I mean, <laughs>
3: I'll go first if you don't mind. It'll go it'll for it. Run, but like my strength is, my, my biggest strength, I think, is also yeah. the opposite of my biggest weakness as well. It gets me in trouble. Yeah. And that is I'm a risk taker. I listen to my gut you know data be damned and you know just keep you know um using my sixth sense to move forward mm-hmm. but it can also be my greatest weakness yeah and that I don't follow the data sometimes and then I I go too fast mm-hmm. and then I get burnt and yeah. uh so my my strength can also be my yeah my uh, Achilles so
2: I would say the same thing um I I tend to have the same expectations on others. I put those Mm -hmm. expectations on others that I have for myself, Mm -hmm. and that's unrealistic. And um, that was a big challenge for a long time, and Mm -hmm. it came across as lack of empathy. But um, it was actually just, you know, I I have very high expectations, and I, I tend to project those.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. I think I've heard someone, I forget who, say that you can only expect someone else to be 70 or 80% of, of what you are, and you have to be okay with that because nobody's ever going to be you, right?
2: I've heard that many times, but it is our responsibility as well to set the pace and to set the standard. Yeah. So we're told to do both things. Right. We have to set the standard by coming <laughs> in early and, and, and you know, doing the work, yeah. um, uh, yet we can't set the standard. We can't have that expectation for everyone else. So that has been a big challenge for yeah. me. Yeah.
0: How do you, I I'd I like to tie this to your leadership style. Like how, how does your entrepreneurship impact how you lead? Is it, it must be so direct. Am I right?
1: Um, I kind of lead by doing, I think. Okay. And I try and set an example by my actions um, within our little organization. Um, you know, making sure that things are well thought out, making sure that kind of, I always do what I say I'm going to do. I think that's a big one, Mm -hmm. right? Um,
2: Yes. (laughs)
1: And nothing bothers me more than when someone says they're going to do something and they don't. Oh, burns me up.
2: I'd rather not. (laughs) I'd rather them not tell me they're going to do it. Right. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, So you know that that's it for me. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, just trying to lead by example, set a good example, be Mm -hmm. authentic. You know, um, be straightforward. Yeah. Um, you know, wear your emotions on your sleeve a little bit and just be who you are, you know, authentically.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I would say for us, we have a core value, freedom to own it. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And um, it's kind of like an an entrepreneurial um, slogan, I would say, in that I want our folks to be able to um, take on things without having to be micromanaged. So I think that's how maybe that philosophy, my leadership philosophy kind of bleeds over. I get in trouble sometimes because people don't always – own it the way they should or mm-hmm. or have take that freedom but it can also um it can breed a lot of success as well and just getting out of the way mm-hmm. and yeah. letting them work um great book another one is um netflix is i don't know if you ever read the no rules rules oh, so good. yeah it's a great oh, yeah. book so i you know it was one of those things where we were failing it was aspiration or is more of an aspirational core value for us it's like we are not doing well here and i want to mm-hmm. i want our team to you know, not have to look to me for every decision yeah. or and just to be able to, to go with it. And sometimes you get burnt, but um, you get good people and figure it out.
2: Yeah. So. yeah. One of our core values is courage. And yeah. so we encourage people to take risks. And yeah. that means they are going to fail mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be prepared to support them. And yeah. I think um, yeah, one thing that I've really been working on over the past couple of years is just being authentic. Because I think in the past, I've always felt like I had to be perfect all the time. Um, mm. And my team actually appreciates when yep. I tell them I'm struggling with something, mm. or you know, I, I I can be a little bit more um, real and transparent, and and then they 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 help, you know.
1: I think that's a great quote. You should put that on a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be authentic. Um, I think authenticity just gets you through so many situations, right? You know, you can have a pretty big mess up, right, in a lot of different areas, whether it's with your own team or with your clients or whatever. And if you're just authentic about it, you own it, you don't try and put up any sort of facade or, um, you know, obscure anything, Um, that authenticity will get you through a lot of uh, tough spots. Yeah,
0: I think that's huge. I think that's really huge. What do you think? Well, I want you to think of two things here. What is, for you, do you consider one of the most challenging things about entrepreneurship? But then on the other side of the coin, what is so rewarding about it? I, and I think this is kind of personal, too. What, Nate, what do you think? What's, what's most challenging and then oh. what's well, most rewarding? It, it
3: changes over time. I would say yeah. early on, it was just a lot of pivoting, a lot of you know, um, going on down the path a little bit, not working, boom, move. And yeah. uh, there's a lot of those micro m- movements early on. And then, um, as um, as kind of the company has evolved, is is really trying to mentor leadership and trying to get out of the way um, and not having all the answers and being humble to be like you know these I brought these guys in, these gals in to do this specific work, get out of their way. Yeah. So those are some of the challenges to say I don't have all the answers and I got to get out of the way. Yeah, okay. when you want to be the guy with the answers. Um, <laughs> And then rewarding is, again, the flip side of being able, the the ability to bring in those folks, folks that would want to be around you and want to be led by you. You do look back and like, wow, I'm leading a team here, and why? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what did I do to deserve these people to work around? So you get to work around some really great talent, and you learn from them. And um, so I'd say the rewarding piece is just um, outside of having some of that freedom, but it took a lot of time to get there. Mm-hmm. But having a little bit more freedom um, in certain areas, and then also just having great people to work around.
0: Yeah, I love so. that. What about you, Tub? What's what do you think is most challenging, but what's most rewarding? I think, especially in the beginning, the most challenging part um, would be
2: finding team members that have you know that are yeah. passionate about and and that that are as excited as you are about yeah. what's happening and um that are getting behind it Mm -hmm. catching that vision and i think now at this point um you know 20 years into it it's the most rewarding part is actually cheering them on Mm. and seeing how excited they are and that that things are moving forward without me so that's super exciting
3: Mm -hmm. it is
2: yeah so it's very similar to what you're saying yeah do you agree andy
1: yeah yeah absolutely i agree with everything that's been said and um i would only add to it um you know i think one of the things that that i find conceptually challenging about this that we all learned a few years ago when COVID hit is i mean it could all blow up tomorrow right Mm -hmm. so we could all lose those key clients um you know something external Mm -hmm. could fall into the mix that just really changes things um you know we've talked to people who um, you know, Amazon has decided yep. to white label a product that they sell and boom, they're yep. they're out of business, right? Yeah. Um, so you know, it can all change, but then the flip side of that is, um, you know, my personality is that I love learning new things and I love challenges and so, um, you know, figuring out how to um, navigate this kind of constantly changing landscape mm-hmm. of, you know, we've got this we all have these businesses that are made up of people and processes and a service or a product. Like it's all very intangible. And so how do you manage this intangible thing and, and help it move forward? Yeah. I'm fascinated by that and I love it.
2: So I, I love what you just said about all these things working together to, to, to make something right. And that any time the wheel could fall off. Right. And then you're like, okay, now what, what's next? <laughs> right. I did find one of the challenges early on is, you know, we we have these great ideas, but we didn't have the process. Yeah. So um, it takes both of those things to really be successful and I didn't value the process enough. Mm -hmm. And now that we have that process, that has changed everything. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, Realizing where your skills are and then finding people that can do the other things, but also valuing those other things. Yeah. Um, enough. Like yeah. So yeah, it, it isn't a really interesting mix. And hopefully yeah. the wheels don't fall off. <laughs> right.
0: Hopefully
1: the wheels
3: don't fall off. You figure out how to put more wheels on. So yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> what, uh what what advice would you give to somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur, they want to embrace this mindset because it's so powerful, but maybe they're facing some barriers. Maybe they don't have support or maybe, I don't know. What, do you have advice?
1: Do it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say just, I was gonna say do just- Do it sooner than later. <laughs> just yeah. go for it, Yeah, uh, you know? Uh, just go for it if you believe in it.
2: I was thinking about this one. Um, and I heard someone say something just recently um, that I remembered. It's focus on the energy givers and stay away from the energy takers who will mm. drain you. So if you find your focus and then find your people that are going to help you get there um, and just cut out all the other noise. Yeah. Cause so my word for next year that in my head is about focus. Because okay. I think if you focus on anything, you will be successful.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um... I listen to Tim Ferriss from time to time, and I, he always he has this drill. that He goes through like, "What's the worst thing that can happen?" Yeah, and uh, you know, failure is not a bad thing, yeah. and um, you can learn a ton from it. And um, you yeah, know, putting your putting people around you um, that will be supportive when you do fail, and real friends. Um, we had something some lady. Said the other day to me, she's like, So, who would you call at two in the morning to bury a body? (laughs) And I was like, So, having those, you know, you know know what she means is like, Who are your true friends? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And having that support group around you um, is really helpful. But, you know, I I find it funny. My my daughter's in this business school, and I just laugh because I'm like, Man, you're going to drop that kind of money on a business school. Just go out there and start three and fail them. And you'll learn a ton (laughs) from doing that. All right. Like, so. Um, yeah. you know I would just again say start it and learn a ton from it and if you're successful great if not um, figure the next thing out mm-hmm. um, maybe the market's not there and you yeah. gotta find something the market once but yeah. um,
1: I want to yeah. chime in that the two people I would call to help bury a body are Sarah and Kedron <laughs> from Work Wisdom
2: oh great <laughs> yeah yeah I, w- I would also um, want to mention that longevity. I know like it's good to pivot and move on to something if something's yes. not working, but I do um, encourage people to stick with it. I mean, yeah. it does take time mm. to, to really build something, um, and yep. it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I agree with that a thousand percent. Uh, there's this analogy in Jim Collins' one book, Good to Great, where he talks about the BBs and then you get the cannonball out. So you hit the, you shoot the BBs and you just shoot and then you hear the ping and you're like, oh, okay, there's the market and you get the cannonball out yeah. and then you blow it away. Go for and it, yeah. And it's like, and that's where the longevity, just, you know, yeah. you know double down.
0: So. I love that. It's really been fun talking with all of you. I feel like, um, I feel like you sort of uh, helped people realize that entrepreneurship is very cool and, and, uh, <laughs> It's an adventure. I always think of it as an adventure. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen, you know, yeah.
3: I would just say one other thing, too, what I wish I would have done is keep a journal. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Yeah, that's a good idea. Because, and I've done this, I've done this not consistently, but most years, I, at the end of the year, I like to go back and just kind of write down what the good things that have happened, because it's very hard to be. To put things in perspective, you can be staring at a tree the whole time and just yeah. it sucks to stare at this tree. But when you back up and you look at the whole yeah. forest and like, wow, all right, there was a lot accomplished this year. Yeah. So I'd encourage anyone out there that's in the middle of this or wanting to do it is just keep a journal because so much happens um that you'd really um being able to reflect on that is is really helpful. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. That's like, I, that is I such a your, good idea. I interrupted your No, your no,
0: thought. I, I And I think but I think the connection is it's a it's a it's an adventure. So you want to keep track of that every day is so full. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm
2: like, wow, it wasn't all good. It wasn't all bad, but it was
0: full. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom. I'm so grateful for all of you for being part of this movement of helping others in the workplace, enhance their individual and their collective team performance. Thank you, listeners, for downloading The Behaviorist. Behaviors. We, we hope you'll subscribe. Please reach out to us through our website, workwisdomllc.com, where you can enjoy Work Wisdom Press and productions, ask questions, and you can also give us suggestions for other topics you want us to explore. As is our custom, we'll leave you with a quote. Uh, I love this one. This defines entrepreneur and entrepreneurship. The entrepreneur always searches for change, responds to it, and exploits it as an opportunity peter f jucker